Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good evening. Wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 377. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today, I have my co-host, Corey Romero. Corey, how are you today? Hey, Eric. I'm doing fantastic. Are you glowing? Are you glowingly happy today? I am glowingly happy today, as a matter of that's, fact. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome. I'm shining. <laughs> You're shining. You're so happy. Fantastic. I'm shining. Uh, on the show today, we're going to have some fun. We have Alberto Farronato uh, back to talk he's a senior director of product marketing um we're gonna we're gonna have him on the show to talk about cloud foundation uh, we had him on the show back uh, about six months ago a lot has changed since then a lot of good things all positive in the right direction so we've got him on and returning back to the show special special guest ryan johnson ryan is uh, on the show as well to talk about cloud foundation so we have him here uh, and then we have some news and other announcements, so that should be a good show. So let's get started and dig in. So we'll do a little bit of news first, not very much, keep it brief, uh, but let's start with that. So news, big news, big news this last week. Uh, V-Expert, V-Expert Awards were were announced. Corey Romero. They were, yeah. VX, we, we announced the V-Expert Awards this week, and uh, we've got just, just over, just a tad around 1,500, just over 1,500 V-Experts now. And uh, this year, we had a lot of applications come in, and uh, wanted to say that uh, thanks to everyone who applied, everyone who was awarded, and uh, we are getting back to everyone uh, who has inquiries and questions. And I uh, just wanted to say thanks to, every, to the whole community. Yeah, that that's good, and I think it's important for us to communicate that our number for V experts has stayed constant. We have not been in the business of trying to recruit or build a larger number of V experts, right? It's been constant, Correct. and we've been trying to improve the quality of the program that goes out to those fifteen hundred. Is that that's a good summary of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. This this year we focused a little. Uh, we we started to shift the uh, the focus for uh, quality, not quantity. Um, so we wanted to make sure that that was uh, that was tightened up a bit. Yeah, and not that we're we're trying not to have as many V experts as we possibly can. And you can go out and get trained to be a V expert. You can go to CloudCred and get, and go get the V expert badge, which will teach you all the things we're looking for to be an evangelist and a you know technical person around our products. So we do want as many V experts as we could possibly have, but we also are looking at what the program has to offer people. And so it's not just about getting pure volume because once we get too many, then we can't do a good job meeting, you know, licensing and all the things we have to do for all those people. But so scaling the program up, we, we scaled it up pretty pretty large over the last five years. Uh, and so we're just catching up on things that we're building to support the program, right? Yeah, absolutely. And when I say quality, I, I don't I don't mean V extra quality. I mean quality in general, meaning quality of the entire program. So yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned, from our side as well as from uh, from their side. So yeah. Sorry, I'm just replying to chat. 
people are chatting about it. Okay, so great. Uh, I saw all the social on Twitter, all the congratulations, all the happiness. So congratulations to all of the experts that are out there. Uh, we love all the hard work you're doing for VMware to be being an evangelist and expert out in the market. So good news there. Uh, other things in the news, we have uh, a VMware code event this, this afternoon or this evening, I guess. We're buying a couple thousand dollars worth of food for developers to come in and talk about, you know, VMware and other cloud technologies. Tim, do you want to just give us a quick highlight of what you're going to, what's going to be covered this evening at, at VMware in Prom C? Yeah, sure. So this is uh, starting at 6 uh, at uh, Prom C Cafeteria. Um, and by the way, if you can't be there in person, we'll be live streaming the event via Facebook, via the VMTN Facebook page. And uh, they had a couple of speakers tonight. Um, uh, someone from uh, Minio. It's a new uh, um, uh, storage uh, thingy that <laughs> just had general release right. recently. And um, okay. Minio, Project, right. Project Quartermaster, a remote presenter. Um, they is a, it's a framework for managing containerized storage systems. And um, right. yeah, we have uh, fun with these events. Perfect, perfect. I know that we have you know approximately 100 or so people that have signed up for that, so should be should be good times. I know I'll be there. I know you'll be there. I know Katie will be there. So yep. should should be a good time. If you're in the Bay Area and you have nothing to do this Wednesday and you happen to be listening to this in real time, that's like an if and an and and an if and an and again. But if you happen to be all those things, come by, say hello, eat some good food. We bought more food this time, so should be a good time. Other things, um, we have a new social media manager, uh, Julia Klaus. Um, she's going to be joining us, uh, focusing on international social. Uh, we don't do a lot of international social out to the to the geos. We let the geos do that. Uh, her name is uh, Julia Klaus. Julia, are you on the call right now? Yes. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, good. Harry. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I know that uh, we, we – I always have joked that for international social, why don't we just teach everybody English, uh, you know, and everybody yells at me for that. It's just a joke. But uh, great to have you uh, join the team. We're looking forward to doing outbound social. I've been told that you speak like 15 different languages, that, but that Portuguese is your favorite. You want to say something in Portuguese to our Portuguese listeners? Oh, I want to say obrigado por uh, me convidar. Thanks for having me here. And uh, it's great to be part of VMware. We're a team. And I'm sure we are going to do a great job together. <laughs> We're great. Great. Well, thanks for joining the show. We'll, we'll get you involved in the social channels. And if you want to follow Julia, she's at Julia B. Klaus. So at Julia B. Klaus, K-L-A-U-S. Uh, give her a follow, say hello. She'll be doing international social for us and uh, looking forward to that. I know you speak uh, Italian, Portuguese, uh, Spanish, and a couple other ones. So looking forward to that. Maybe we'll get some of the uh, podcast content translated in out to, to everybody in their own language. So thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, moving on, one more thing. We have Katie Bradley, who might be on the, on the call right now. Um, we have a new thing for VMTN called the VMTN Hero Badge. I know we're doing rewards and gifts for some of the VMTN Badge Warriors or the, the VMTN Form Warriors that are out there. So, uh, yeah. Katie, are you there? Are you excited about uh, giving away things? 
I am super excited about giving away prizes. Um, the new Community Hero Badge is a program that we're that we launched on Monday, and basically it's for users to recognize, you know, the peer-to-peer interactions and support they've received on communities. They can go on communities and nominate other users if they've had help them, and then those users receive pri- uh, prize and a badge. So log on to communities and nominate anyone you think is deserving. Right. Fantastic. Well, thanks for running that, Katie. I appreciate that. We all do. Uh, VMTN, the silent, you know, forms world that's out there that, and we have, you know, 25, 30 moderators that are always helping answer questions. And we appreciate it if you guys come out and answer questions too on the forums. Uh, the forums are out there. We don't talk about it very much, but it's the place to go get answers. So thanks for doing that. And uh, I can't wait to hear back from you on who wins some awards. That's that's awesome. All right, moving on. Uh, Corey, anything else we want to talk about before we get to our guests? I think we're good here, right? I think that's it, Eric. Yeah, I think we can wrap up news and uh, head on to the grass. All right. So on the show today, Alberto and Ryan. Alberto, welcome back to the show. You were on a, on the show back in August. Uh, if you want to listen to that, uh, users can go listen to hash number 367. Uh, Alberto, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be back. Yep, yep. You're the senior director of product marketing, so I know to keep you know anybody that has product marketing in their title means that we we require you to have somebody else with you. So we brought back Ryan Johnson, the old co-host of the Communities Podcast. Ryan, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. Yeah. Yeah, good to be back. I know you got some good technical things, uh, Ryan. I don't know what your title is. What are your your title these days? Um, so I'm a staff tech marketing architect in our integrated systems business unit, um, and I pretty much focus on helping our helping our customers accelerate adoption of um, the software-defined data center through Cloud Foundation and the VMware Validated Designs. Good, good. All right. Uh, so Alberto, uh, why don't you? I know you've been on before. You've said this before, but why don't you tell us just you know in one minute who you are, what do you do, how long you've been at VMware? Yeah, uh, I've been at VMware for nine years now, so uh, quite a while, um, and uh, in this particular team for about uh, 18 months. Um, you know, product marketing is is obviously deals a lot with uh, the go-to-market aspect of, of our products, um, and I've uh, been involved in the planning for the release of uh, Cloud Foundation uh, since the get-go, uh, and uh, uh, so for the past uh, for the past year and a half has been my focus. Before that, I was uh, on the vSAN side. I did uh, about three of the initial releases there, and uh, and then vSphere before that. So, all right, cool. Well, good, good. Um, back when you came in on 367, we talked about Cloud Foundation, uh, what the hybrid cloud meant, uh, you know, how to make the, you know, the industry transform to the hybrid in an automated fashion. Talked a little about the SDDC manager. You know, IBM is, is an example of that. You know, API calls. You know, we did a good entry-level discussion around the Cloud Foundation. And if people haven't listened to that podcast yet, you. Can go back on uh, vmware pod and go listen to that podcast 367 is right in the list there and kind of come up to speed with what cloud foundation is uh, we've had cloud foundation out now for you know a, a little while I think we're on a new version um, why don't we talk a little bit about where we are with cloud foundation and then you know what's new in the most recent release of uh, 2.1 uh, where, where are we at 
Yeah, I'll let, I'll let uh, Ryan speak about the technical details. He's, he's the master there. But in terms of announcements and, and what happened since, uh, since we spoke, we spoke uh, just before the main uh, first release uh, to market, which kind of aligned with, uh, with the MWorld. Uh, so back then we announced the availability of the integrated stack for, on, uh, for private cloud deployment as well as the partnership with IBM uh, for the, uh, as a service option um, and, uh, for cloud foundation as a service. Uh, since then, uh, we had a couple of additional releases. Uh, we're now at uh, 2.1.1, uh, I believe that's the actual number. So we, we introduced a few other things. Um, and uh, we made also some special announcements, um, primarily the, the most uh, well-known uh, being the one with uh, AWS and the partnership with uh, AWS, which is fundamentally built uh, around uh, the uh, the same uh, the same software stack and the same principle, and so that will become another option uh, to go leverage uh, the SDC stack in an integrated fashion uh, in the cloud. Uh, so those those were the main announcements, and you know we've been uh, talking to customers and uh, uh, selling uh, the product basically for the first quarter, and you know it was a great quarter. We overachieved our goals by by two x, uh, and uh, it's looking pretty good. Uh, the 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 value prop is resonating very well. Yeah, I, I think Pat went on uh, the Kramer show, uh, Mad Money yesterday, one of the shows, and talked all about it. It's, it's certainly got a lot of buzz, and the product is certainly there. Uh, we now have cloud partners. You can also run your internal cloud on this and manage your internal cloud, do hybrid across to IBM, now AWS. Um, the, 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 the partner, you know, we, we also have partner ecosystems that are out there. Um, what does it mean from a partner perspective? Are we seeing additional partners come in and join in and engage in this space? What's happening in the partner space? Uh, yeah, so the, the, the strategy is to have a broad ecosystem, both for on-premise uh, options to in terms of qualified hardware, uh, as well as um, as a service option, so in terms of service providers. Uh, we have, as you can imagine, a number of conversations uh, running, and I mean, there's only so much I can, I can really publicly uh, mention, but uh, in the upcoming months, uh, you can expect uh, additional uh, VCAN partners uh, uh, to start announcing services uh, that are based uh, around uh, VCF. Uh, we have uh, also an upcoming announcement from, from vCloud Air. It uh, has a couple of interesting implementations uh, coming online soon. Uh, and so um, on the public cloud side, there's a lot going on. Uh, on the private cloud side, we're focused on uh, delivering and expanding the, as I said, the compatibility list in terms of supported vSAN ready nodes uh, and qualified switches, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll broaden beyond uh, what we currently have, which is uh, the Dell, HP, and QCT uh, options. We will soon be adding uh, vendors like Fujitsu and, and Cisco. Right, so, so you can see this ecosystem, and that to me is the, one of the more exciting aspects of all this is that uh, if I'm running the SDDC, I'm connecting to cloud vendors, I, I start to 
have cloud freedom, if I have uh, Cloud Foundation running at different cloud vendors, I can actually start choosing those vendors based on price or service capability. Um, and it actually becomes a whole cloud ecosystem of vSphere ready, you know, places that I can plug into SCDC and manage uh, all of my cloud environments, not just one hybrid cloud attachment, but also multiple uh, hybrid cloud attachments if I, if I see that happening. Uh, is, that, is that accurate to say that, you know, as we build up this hybrid cloud ecosystem, you're actually seeing choice in cloud vendors and we've abstracted out the platform dependency on that? Yeah, so what customers really love the idea of a choice, and so going to the to having the flexibility of choosing the service provider and uh, the hardware vendor that they that fits best for their need, and the other key aspect that they like is this idea of the common. Uh, platform, the common platform that establishes a common operational model between the private and the public. Uh, today, they're, they're still seeing two different silos between public and private for the most part. Uh, on, on the private, they use VMware-based infrastructure. On the public, they use whatever cloud-native uh, stack the, uh, from, from the service provider. And the idea of having the common platform expanding across the two is very interesting for most of, the, most of our customers because you can leverage your skill set that uh, you have, you finally have freedom to deploy applications uh, anywhere without uh, having to understand uh, different operational models. Right. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Love that idea. So Ryan, you're on the call. Um, one of the things that we might want to talk about a little bit about is. Uh, are, are we seeing connectivity between, you know, what Dell EMC is doing and what we're doing? How is that partnership starting to lay out? Uh, what about the uh, VX Rack and SDDC? Uh, Want to shed some light on where we're going there? Yeah, I can shed some light on that as well as Alberto can uh, can uh, add additional color. So one of the things that we come out with Cloud Foundation went GA around VMworld. We've had two additional releases. We've been working hand in hand with our with our partnership with Dell EMC, and I believe it was uh, near the end of 2016 is when Dell EMC actually began uh, making it audible and shippable the um, the VX rack VX rack SDDC, which is based off VMware Cloud Foundation, and so that's a testament to one of our close partnerships with uh, Dell EMC, and they're leveraging the Cloud Foundation solution for the integrated stack for the SDDC on top of their hardware. With our with the compatible components. So if I so yeah so I can go get VxRack deploy this and I will automatically be compatible with other SCDC implementations whether it be AWS IBM or other cloud partners because you're just buying the gear pre-configured with SCDC built in. Yeah, so it's an integrated it's an integrated solution. So coming from Dell EMC, it's got the compatible hardware. Uh, we call the ready system configurations. That's the compatible switching, the compatible servers, which are a qualified set of vSAN ready nodes in the rack. It's all been pre-wired, pre-configured, and integrated at the factory and delivered to our customers. And from there, when they when they uh, when it comes on site, they plug it in and they'll go through initial initial bring up phase, which configures the entire stack, uh, whether it's a single rack or multiple racks. And then once they configure configure that, really simply through the SDDC manager. It configures vSphere. It will configure virtual SAN, NSX, some of the, mon the monitoring, monitoring components, operations components like VRLize uh, login site and VRLize operations as additional components. And then from there, you're able to establish connectivity through NSX, 
both to your on, on your, your on-premises data center as well as be able to extend that uh, off-premises. So perhaps you're saying you want to use also use uh, the IBM Cloud, um, the IBM Cloud on VMware, which is also based off Cloud Foundation. You want to bridge those two instances between your on-premises and your and the, and the public cloud using IBM. You could bring those together and create a one true hybrid cloud using the same platform. Excellent. Nutanix and other uh, what I would call you know uh, rack-ready systems. Um, they don't. They don't have this 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 solution, right? This connectivity to the other clouds, multi-cloud vendors. So I think that's one of the things that separates us apart, right? Uh, how does SDDC Manager play into this? What what's its part? I know we've talked in the older podcast about SDDC, but maybe you should just bring SDDC back into the picture and explain a little bit of that as well. Alberto, you want to take the kind of cover what SDDC Manager is at a high level, and then I'll, I can dig down into the technical details. Maybe we lost Alberto. Hey, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm still here. Sorry, I didn't know if the question was for me or for Ryan. Uh, okay, there you go. Yeah, I, I think I think Alberto, what he wants to do is let you do the the high level elevator pitch sure, of SDDC sure. again, and sure. then and then um, he'll, he'll drill down a little bit. Yeah, I mean one of the key goals uh, that we we set ourselves out to achieve with with Cloud Foundation is to make it fundamentally simpler to build and operate the cloud infrastructure stack, right? So um, our components uh, and the way we've introduced component um, infrastructure software uh, in the past has been primarily through a component based approach where you can virtualize compute and then storage and then uh, networking, uh, customers have to take the ownership of figuring that out, architecting it, planning the deployment, and then operating it over time. And as you go beyond just vSphere, which is, you know, in itself is already a complicated um, um, thing to handle, right, when it comes to uh, deployment and patching and upgrades, uh, it, the, more, the more components you deploy together, the more it becomes um, uh, complex for, for our customers. And in some cases, they may not have the in-house exp expertise to uh, and, and resources to handle uh, the, the complete stack. And so SDC Manager uh, adds a set of automation capabilities uh, that complement the, um, uh, the, the VMware management in, uh, infrastructure uh, to make it really easy uh, to provision, uh, to deploy, configure, provision, and uh, patch and upgrade the VMware software uh, as a whole and as a single entity. And so the operational experience is extremely uh, simplified compared to what uh, the, the component-based uh, approach used to be. Uh, we've seen some of the early adopters uh, that have already gone through the deployment uh, taking you know, a, a couple of days basically to go from zero all the way up to a ready-to-go uh, full, fully deployed uh, Cloud Foundation, so a full, fully deployed uh, SDDC. And for the most part, that is fundamentally just uh, time spent uh, to you know, um, connect the hardware, uh, and and uh, if you're not using VxRack, you still have to connect the cables, uh, and uh, and picking up the right configuration that you want for your networking, and then from there, in 90 minutes, typically SDC manager can deploy a, a fully uh, a 24 node uh, rack, for example. So it's it's extremely simple. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. So so Ryan, imaging, bring up workflows. What's all this mean in that context? <laughs> yeah, so uh, let me kind of dig in a little bit. And uh, I like to call, I like to think about um, if you look at the kind of the landscape. There's the compute virtualization. Well, like, like Alberto was saying, there's compute virtualization, 
the network virtualization, software-defined data, uh, software-defined storage, right? You can put the management and automation pieces together, right? But how can we make it really, really simple to do and do it in a really automated fashion? And that's really the secret sauce behind Cloud Foundation, right? We make it one unified platform to deploy and operate the software-defined data center. And we do that through this magical piece. I'm from Orlando, so I like to call it the, kind of the magic. Uh, and that's, a, that's the SDDC manager. And with SDDC manager and another component in Cloud Foundation, we have, kind of have a couple different steps. And the first thing is, um, is we image. We have the ability to image, do an automated provisioning and imaging of the component, uh, whether you, you, you get it from an integrated pr provider like uh, Dell EMC, they'll do that kind of factory integration and implementation for you where they do all the, the racking, the stacking, and the cabling. Um, or if you do it yourself, we provide the documentation, you know, how to exactly rack, rack stack, and cable the, the individual components. But, you know, you think about traditionally when you when you want to go to deploy an environment, it's a lot of, hey, load the media, let me go through all the manual steps. It can be, you know, time-consuming, right? How can we make that, how can we get that down to, like, like Alberto said, like 90 minutes? How can we make that really fast, really simple, do it in an automated way? We can re reduce configuration drift, and we can make it just simpler and reduce your total cost of ownership. And one of the pieces that we have is the ability to image. And that's uh, using a combination of, of an imaging appliance that we have as well as SDC manager. And that literally connects to the hardware, uh, both the switches as well as the, the vSAN ready nodes that are built into the stack. Uh, inbound and out-of-bound and uh, connectivity, and we will actually image the entire rack. So, and not only just image an entire rack, we can actually, as of um, uh, newer, newer versions, we can image multiple racks, right? So going not only, uh, you know, uh, vertical, right, in one rack, we can go horizontal up to eight racks. So we can image more racks, as well as individual components. And those components are the actual switches themselves. So we will actually configure, load and configure um, the switches themselves. And we will actually uh, load and configure the, the nodes the, in the rack themselves as well. So we do all the pre-installation. We do a lot of bootstrapping. And that's kind of the imaging process. We're laying down ESX. We're laying down the fundamental components of Cloud Foundation, SDC Manager, Consiliary Services, your vCenters, your PSCs, NSX Managers, um, and additional components. We're laying all those bits, bits down and preparing it for um, another phase we call Bring Up. And bring up is kind of once it once it's been imaged, we want to actually configure it. And this is kind of the beauty is SDC Manager is, as I like to say, kind of like this workflow engine. It's got to be this new, modern, beautiful interface. But we give the ability to take all that with all those components that have been imaged, and now we can allow you to have this introspection into not only just the physical resources that are in your rack or multiple racks from the switches down to their ports, down to their uplinks to your data center, but also everything that's within the host, right? How How is that host running? What model is it? Um, that have we laid down ESX? What's the memory CPU? What are those those resources um, for the host? And we can understand the physical aspects, what you physically have in your rack in your data center, but now we can understand how we can start to use those, those uh, physical assets and carve those up into logical resources called workload domains. So one of the beauty pieces is we can we say say hey let's bring it up we're gonna we ask you for some very simple configuration parameters um, through a wizard driven interface we power once you power it on the SDC manager will say we'll validate your power on system we'll do power on system validation validate that all the components are ready to be installed and by filling out some simple fields like what do you want to name your rack or your your, your, your deployment instance name the company some DNS information 
some NTP information, we will actually bootstrap the entire rack and set up your initial management domain. And your initial management domain is where we're going to run all the core pieces for the management SDDC stack, right? So again, that's your view centers, your platform services controllers. We'll configure your clusters. Uh, we'll configure NSX, uh, vRealize operations and log insight, et cetera, and integrate all those components by you literally putting in a couple simple parameters. And then from there, additional resources that you have through your Cloud Foundation instance, we allow you to continue to carve those up into usable infrastructure, right? And that's basically essentially creating uh, clusters, right? Clusters with specific performance and availability characteristics where we use, we basically apply policies to how you want to consume it, right? Do you want a cluster for a workload domain for applications? Do you want a, a workload domain to run virtual desktop infrastructure? What do you want the performance to be, right? How do you want the availability to be configured? And asking you just a, literally a couple simple questions, we will go out and config, pull the host that you need, uh, determine what the policies need to be for DRS, HA, your vSAN, your default vSAN storage policies, um, and configure all that for you, and do all that heavy lifting that typically you would do manually, right? And for possible configuration drift, or you'd be writing custom scripts. SDC Manager is literally a workflow engine, and kind of under the covers to, to simplify it. It's a it's a workflow engine that takes a series of tasks that someone would have to do individually, right? But how can we stitch them together to make it really simple for you to create these workload domains and it's also not just about creating these workload domains. How can we start to do things like day two operations where you want to monitor it? How's it performing? Can you bubble up you know, unique information? I can see how it's performing. I can see if I have alerts from a hardware perspective or even within the software stack. If I want to expand a workload domain, I need more resources. I can pop in how much CPU, memory, and storage I need, and it will automatically calculate how many more nodes out of a free pool. To pull into your pull into your uh, workload domain, um, you can expand it. You can delete delete workload domains and does it all in an automated fashion with literally zero touch. And one of the cool parts is we have the ability to to do lifecycle management. I think this is a key differentiator because if you think about all the components that are now in the stack, right? vSphere, virtual sand, right. NSX, right? All those pieces are it can be kind of sometimes complex to do an upgrade. Well, by using the power of SDDC Manager and its ability to take tasks and workflows and put those into a streamlined process and do it for you, now we can automate the entire patching and upgrading for the entire stack and do it in an automated fashion. So um, SDC Manager has the ability to connect up to my VMware and has the intelligence to look for new updates. And those new updates could be updates for the management stack itself, right, SDC Manager and its ancillary components. And we can have, it has the ability to update, you know, its own, its own components, but if you know an update comes out for vSphere, NSX, right, any of the other pieces, now we can create a bundle that literally gets downloaded from my VMware, and you as an administrator have the ability to apply that, uh, apply that to sets of workload domains. You don't have to do the entire the entire build at one time. You can say I want to update the management domain. I want to update this one workload domain for this application or this business group. Right? And you have the ability to schedule that and do it in an automated fashion. Say so I want to schedule that to run on Saturday at 4 p.m., right? And no longer are you as an administrator having to worry about, you know, I gotta go look at KBs, I gotta look at the specific, you know, the steps to do the upgrade and rollback procedures. We'll do it for you because built into the workflows and the download 
is we've prescribed the update path, right? We know exactly what has to be updated first. We understand exactly what you have already deployed because we deployed it for you. And we have the ability to say, let's well, schedule it for 4, 4 p.m. Awesome. What's in the package? What's in the bundle? Is it NSX and vSphere? Which pieces have to be upgraded first? And we're going to automate that entire process for you. And we do it, um, you know, at your, at your leisure. You want to do it on a certain date? You want to do it now? You can do that. It's pretty cool. Right. So a couple of questions that popped to mind here. One mm -hmm. is the first a statement that you can confirm. This is one of these things like we have a storm tracker in California and we rate our storms mm -hmm. one, two, three, four. This is definitely a four kind of technology, right? You you definitely want to be in the space of running vCenter, understanding your VMs, and then you're going to start making the next step in automation by moving into this realm, right? Is is that what I would you know? I listened to you talk through, and it sounds like you know this is something that if you're running a, 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 a vSphere environment where you want to start then managing cloud workloads and managing, you know, building workload domains and then engaging, you should probably be fairly, you know, sophisticated in, you know, running your existing vSphere environment. Uh, well, it's better to talk about that, but I, I don't think you have to be very fairly sophisticated in order to run uh, Foundation. I mean, we you, you obviously want to have an understanding of the fundamental fundamentals, but now we have the ability to automate the, the hardware, the the more you know hands-on pieces for you, right? Whether it's that upgrading or initial stand-up, we do all that for you. We make it really simple for you to ha to deploy a software-defined data center uh, in an integrated way, um, you know, and, and do it in a unified approach. Yeah, I, so I, guess, I think I guess, uh, if, I guess if I if I think about some of the early adopters some that I that we've seen, um, they they were customers who were running vSphere. Yes, uh, they were considering other uh, parts of our stack, but they they were concerned about uh, moving in in that direction because they they didn't have many resources available uh, to manage the complete stack or the full expertise. Right. Um, Talking to a, uh, one of our first uh, uh, customers who deployed, he said, "I adopted it I, I, because it allowed me to use vSAN and NSX without having to be an expert uh, in them. Because I didn't have to make all the decisions uh, in terms of how do you architect the deployment and what's the best practice to run the various components together. It's all built in, and SCC Manager has that notion of a standardized deployment uh, that will work." you know, for uh, uh, for customers who want to complete deployment. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good, very good point, and I can see where that would be. It's like you've bundled all this up, and you're actually abstracting out the need for me to pay attention to the, some of the details. So I look at it and go, I would go install vSphere, I'd go set up vSAN, I'd go, you know, learn NSX, and I'd engage with this. Then I'd build a really complex data center, and then I might move to SDDC Manager to manage all this. But there's a whole other track here in what you're describing of, you know, really, you could just go to SDDC Manager, you know, go get, you know, go get put this together and it abstracts that out for you and then manages it so that yeah. you don't have to, you know, become an expert in every one of these yeah. in these yeah. technologies. Right. It's less about man you know, less about doing the plumbing, if you will, right? You yeah. you're not having right. to, you're not having to focus on all the all the all the, the fundamental key aspects, right? We understand right. the plumbing. But, we're laying that down laying that down for you and we're doing that in a way that's in accordance with the our our recommended practices, right? Our recommended design decisions and design practices right. for the workload, which you've actually answered a couple questions. We're able to intuitively figure out, hey, you asked for a certain performance, certain availability, we're gonna go configure it for you um, based on our best practices. Right. We can automate and, all that. And, and 
even though the administrator in me screams, no, I like building my own. I like building my own machine. I go to Fry's. I buy the motherboard. I buy the memory. I, I put everything together. It's like in the end, that doesn't scale for me, right? I do, I do eventually have to go buy HP machines in, in bulk because I can't, I can't build everybody's machines any longer. And I guess in a real sense, this allows you to scale as an individual as well. It allows you to scale as an individual because now you're you're not just focused on one piece of the stack. You're really focused now on the entire stack from compute to network to storage. So kind of like that full stack engineer, right, moving toward that full stack engineer. But you're also able to now say, listen, I can do more things that really matter to the organization, right? You know, me uh, just, you know, deploying infrastructure, is that going to specifically differentiate my organization and, and their marketplace? Or is it really about, listen, I need to get the infrastructure deployed. I need to do it fast, right? But because the business is saying, listen, they need to deploy these workloads, this new application, this new opportunity, I can start looking at things like how can I automate my IT processes on top? How can I look at, you know, putting VDI workloads, right, virtual desktops on top of there because maybe I have a call center or I have a, you know, outsourced business partner I need to provide that. Well, you're not worried about deploying the infrastructure and the plumbing. You're working about worried, more worried about putting those putting those services on top of it as higher value services on top. All right. So one of the things that naturally comes to me when we, we talk at this higher level is I always start getting nervous, little sweats beads form in my forehead when I start worrying about performance. And, you know, if I'm abstracting out and I have these workload domains, how are we managing and how do we define performance around these workload domains? Yeah, so when, when you create a workload domain, we, we literally ask you a series of very simple intuitive questions, right? We'll ask you, you know, what in the wizard, when you go actually to the SDC manager interface, there's a button that says, you know, add new workload domain, right? And the add new workload domain options are VI workload domain, which is for virtual infrastructure, or VDI, and that's virtual desktop infrastructure. So we have two different types today. Um, and when you create a, a workload domain, let's call it a, a VI workload domain, we're going to ask you some very simple questions. You know, first off, what do you want to name it, right? You want to name it, you know, Eric's, Eric's uh, workload domain? You Feel free, go ahead. You might want a more intuitive name, maybe something for HR or a specific app, but you can name it whatever you want. Provide maybe the, your, your business unit or organization name, pretty simple. And then from there, you're going to provide things such as uh, what VLANs do you, want, do you want to use. And when we configure the initial bring-up, we actually configure all these VLANs that you normally would want to create anyway, and we configure all these pieces for you. So, hey, we know your default VLANs you're going to use for management, right, for vMotion, for virtual SAN, as well as your VXLAN traffic used by NSX. Those are all predefined for you on initial bring-up. You can change those if you want, or we'll default to using those. And that's basically used so we can actually plumb that into the distributed switch that's going to be used across the cluster, across the workload domain for services like vMotion and virtual SAN and NSX. And then from there, we're going to ask you literally two simple questions. Um, what do you want your performance to be, and what do you want your availability to be? And all these come down to basically creating policies, right? So when we ask you what your performance, you want your performance to be, we're, we're literally asking you, what do you want a portion of the default vSAN storage policy to be? You want it to have low availability, uh, sorry, low performance, right? You want to have balanced performance or high performance. And basically what that means is we're going to set um, what the strike width needs to be for virtual SAN for you out of the box. We'll set the percent of object reservation, how much of the storage do you want us to pre-allocate, right, for, uh, 40%, 70%, 100% at the high, high level. And we'll take those parameters by you literally saying, I want, you know, high performance, and we'll configure that for you. 
Um, in terms of availability, we'll ask you, do you want low, uh, low availability, uh, normal availability, or high availability? And what that is doing is literally configuring items such as your failures to tolerate for virtual SAN. Do you want a failure to tolerate of one where you can lose one host and still have, have your data available? Do you want two where you, have more, you can tolerate more failures into a workload domain? Um, as well as configuring things such as DRS, right? Fully automating DRS and also enabling um, HA, right? vSphere HA for vSphere HA admission control. So that if you lose a host, your VMs where you start. So we configure all those policies across DRS, vSphere, uh, vSphere HA, as well as virtual SAM by you filling out two questions. Once that's completed, uh, you finish filling that out, we, are, we will launch the workflow. We will go look for resources that are available in your pool of infrastructure in Cloud Foundation, that instance pull those resources that meet the characteristics that you need, can meet the CPU, uh, memory and performance and availability and performance requirements, and then launch the workflow. And literally in a matter of uh, an hour, hour or so, we can basically we'll complete a workload domain creation for you. So we basically create the cluster, we deploy the vCenters, we, we link them up to the vPSCs, uh, we deploy uh, NSX managers, we configure virtual their vSphere distributed switches, the cluster, virtual SAN, enable the data store, and do all the things uh, regarding NSX, like creating your transport, creating your transport zone, enabling the host, uh, creating your segment IDs, and, and more, Contro NSX controllers and such. So we automate that entire piece by you filling out literally a couple parameters, which would take you, you know, hours if not days to do yourself, right? And and possibly have errors in configuration drift. We automate that entire piece. Yeah, I, I could see I could see where that would be beneficial, and you know we, we all cringe. We're cringing a little bit on the chat when they're going, but 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 how do you debug this stuff? How do you know? I mean, I guess that's where log insight comes into play as well. Like, how do I know things are working properly? And if I if things stop working properly, how do I drill down down and so, find what's wrong? That's a fantastic fantastic point. So when workflow, so let's say let's say you 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 launch the workflow. One of the fantastic pieces is. We show you every step of the way what's happening uh, when you're running a workflow. So you say you want to create a workload domain, right? You can actually see every step whether where it's successful, what the steps within that workflow or that task were, and what actually happened, right? Whether it's hey, we're creating a creating a pool for your NS, your, your NSX controllers. Now we're deploying the NSX, NSX controllers, controller one, controller two, controller three, et cetera. All those steps are logged. Right, and they go to the logging mechanism that's built within side of SDDC Manager. We expose the events, tasks, and what's happening with our workflows within side SDDC Manager. But we're also deploying your eyes log insight, and so those logs, every step and task that's happening is also being fed into log to log insight. And log insight has content packed for Cloud Foundation, where you can look at these are my series of workflows and tasks. Here's what was happening. So now you can. Get used content packs to get queries, what's happening on the hardware, what's happening on the software layer, as well as be able to do, you know, interactive analytics. So should something arise and you're working, say, even with global support services, you can drill into the logs that are happening from an STC manager standpoint, like within the UI, or call out to that last mile of root cause and start looking at log insight and actually see the logs that are happening. In real time, if, if something does happen, we give you the ability to restart, you know, if, for example, you deploy something and a workflow pauses, pauses or has, has an issue, you can pick right back up um, in that workflow by restarting the workflow, and we'll pick up right where it left off. Okay. Yep. 
Um, that's actually a very important point because it, it, we always have to remember that we're not really replacing uh, the core management infrastructure and functionality that you know our customers are very well familiar with, right? So you can see everything through vCenter. You can see everything through VROps or LogInsight if you if you're using those. You can switch to the NSX Manager UI and see mm-hmm. what what happens there. What what we're doing is just automating the process of leveraging those you know, capabilities and, and features or configurations that you would have to do manually today, we're just making it happen uh, in, in, a, in an automated fashion based on the more best practices and with a notion of a standardization uh, around the, the deployment design that, that helps a lot in terms of predictability and, and um, repeatability of, of deployments. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. expand, expand on what Alberto's saying is, is you know, this SEC manager is going to be that automation engine to lay down your infrastructure and take your, have insight into your physical resources and then how you're carving those up in the logical infrastructure, logical resources, and really the kind of the health and state of those systems. It is not a replacement for you know using using like the vSphere web client. You're going to still use that on your day-to-day basis. The administrators are still going to use that. But now we can automate that entire provisioning and the lifecycle management. That's that's a huge piece. Automate that entire lifecycle management and kick that off through SCDC Manager. It's not a replacement from the tools that you're using today. It's a it's kind of a higher level abstraction is the way I think of it. Okay, um, I know. So, uh, Roberto, can you share some uh, customer wins? I know that Path's been out talking about this. We've had traction around the whole hybrid cloud environment. Um, how are we doing with regard to people starting to, you know, buy into this notion and then start, you know, marching down the process of implementing and b- deploying this technology? Yeah, sure. Um, and, and I need to be a little bit careful here about what can I say uh, publicly. Um, as as we're working through, obviously, uh, our first deployments and and uh, eventually uh, building customer references. Uh, as I said, we we surpassed our our target customer um, uh, for for the first quarter by by two x, and we've seen adoption. Uh, especially, uh, we had a, v- a very you know focused sales approach um, to to our first quarter of sales. So we focused a lot uh, on a couple of regions uh, in terms of you know working with customers. That are located there in the U.S. and in Germany. So most of our customers are located there today. Uh, for the most part, these are a uh, good combination of uh, um, large deployments uh, or customers who already invested, you know, multi-million dollars um, uh, at the multi-million dollar level to 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 eventually standardize uh, on Cal Foundation because they went through the technical validation and they bought into the concept, and so they, you know, they 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 acquired licenses to then, you know, deploy at scale over time, as well as a good group that, uh, you know, starts small and wants to get, you know, address a specific use case uh, or a specific set of, um, 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 you know, needs. We've seen a lot of attractions from customers who are uh, deploying uh, new infrastructure or going through data center consolidation. That's a very natural thing because it's a point in time where you can rethink uh, your architecture and as, as we're based on vSAN, uh, in many cases, uh, you have to, in, uh, customers will have to uh, go through a hardware refresh uh, anyway. And so those are, you know, points in times where um, where um, uh, things are being de- uh, rethink, rethought. Uh, use cases that we've seen, a lot of uh, private cloud deployments, 
um, infrastructure modernization, which basically maps to you know rebuilding it uh, at the software-defined data center level, uh, some BCDR uh, use cases. Um, the a couple of great examples and scenarios I mentioned that uh, that one customer um, I can disclose their names yet, but we're working on a reference with them. Uh, that's what we would classify as a commercial account. So it's a mid-sized company uh, running, you know, anything between 200 to 500 VMs. Their environment is not particularly large, uh, but um, they wanted to uh, leverage the benefits uh, of the SDC manager to deploy the full stack because they see a lot of value in vSAN. They see a lot of value in micro-segmentation. They didn't want to take ownership of having to think through the architecture of all that. Uh, and that's, that's one scenario um, that we've seen. We've seen a customer internationally um, buying a couple of uh, racks of, of VX rack for a mission critical um, uh, data center disaster recovery scenario uh, where they're going to stand up a couple of racks, uh, connect them together uh, for uh, for a customer that is in the oil and gas uh, industry. Um, what else could I say? Um, a good um, customer of ours uh, that have been using many uh, VMware products uh, in the healthcare business uh, is has bought over $3 million worth of uh, software uh, to standardize the entire environment on, uh, on, on Cloud Foundation. As they're already down the path of a mature SDDC uh, implementation, they really looked for uh, that next level of efficiency in leveraging the software, and, uh, and so they, they, they made that big investment. Um, so, I mean, those are some examples. Uh, in the next few months, we plan to follow very closely all our initial customers and adopters to, to uh, go through their initial deployment, get their feedback, and share the lessons with the rest of the community. Uh, so stay tuned as soon as we can obviously talk about the names. Believe me, as a marketing guy, I will do my best right. for sure. everyone to know about it. <laughs> all right. All right, Ryan, um, we, I know that there's some places you can go learn. I know there's a hands-on lab. Uh, what are the kind of things, if you want to start you know, exploring this, where should people go to start experiencing and learning and, and, and engaging with you know, Cloud Foundation? I know you have some URLs. There's a poster. What, what, do you got to, what do you got to point people at? No, I've got some, some, tons of content we can point you to. The uh, first one I'll call out is uh, we do have a VMware Cloud Foundation blog um, that's uh, new, and from there you can get access to blog posts as well as uh, events that are happening and additional resources. So um, the URL for that is going to be blogs.vmware.com slash cloud dash foundation. I believe it does have a hyphen in it, so cloud dash foundation. From there you can obviously get access to blog articles. Um, if there's a, a section for events, under events you'll see any of the events we have it have coming up with it. Uh, a VMUG, VMUG UserCon, or a special special event, which I'll talk about in a moment. And then under resources, you'll see things such as the posters or videos. So we have a um, we have events that come come through throughout the um, the U.S. and, and others. Um, one of the cool events that we're doing, besides just you know VMUG UserCon technical deep dives in Cloud Foundation, is a notion of the VMware Cloud Foundation Social Lab. Uh, hopefully, people have seen these. These are basically uh, hands-on labs that are delivered um, in your region, uh, in your city. Um, uh, it's their expert-led workshops. So, about for four four hours or so, you are you know have an instructor that walks you through the high-level understanding of what 
the system you're going to work with is, in this case, Cloud Foundation. And then we let you loose to actually run the labs, right? Actually, it gets stick time with these. And one of the unique parts is there is an, there is an existing hands-on lab uh, on the hands-on labs site today, uh, but it's a simulated environment. Um, this Cloud Foundation social lab is actually a real environment. So you actually get to stick time with something you can touch. You can break it if you want to. You can experiment and go through all the, all the labs. Um, so we have one coming up in New York City on, I think, March 21st. You can go to vmware.com slash go slash social labs with one L. Uh, and then I'll redirect you to the Social Lab website. There's one for vSAN and, and others. But there's one for uh, Cloud Foundation coming up in New York on the 21st of March. And April 6th in Cincinnati, Ohio is definitely coming up as well. So stay tuned for those. Sign up. Uh, the registration is open for New York City if you're in that area. Um, we would love for you to come out, check it out, get some hands-on stick time, and provide your feedback and uh, enjoy the product. Um, we also have a poster that's available. So if you go to vmware.com slash go slash Cloud Foundation hyphen poster, it will redirect you to the poster that gives you an overall understanding of the architecture for the uh, Cloud Foundation for the private cloud, how it's implemented, availability, the concepts of ready nodes, and how everything's distributed. Check that out. You can download that in digital form. Um, and if you go to uh, youtube.com slash VMware and look for the VMware Cloud Foundation playlist, there's a series of videos that we've done from conceptual to actual demos that walk you through things such as the imaging, bring up, creating a workload domain, uh, adding and deleting. And uh, I have another one that I want to, I want to put up there for lifecycle management. I'll actually show you, hey, I've got an existing environment. It's on one version of Cloud Foundation, certain bits of software, and I'll show you how easy it is to update the entire stack to a newer version. So those are just some of the some example uh, resources we have. Yeah, that sounds like enough to keep you busy. Uh, go follow the blog. I mean, you might have a Twitter account as well. I assume you you might have that. If you do, I'm sure it's on the blog. Sounds like the blog yes, is the place uh, to go, and then and then have referencing out. Yeah, the Twitter is up on is up on the blog. It's uh, at vmwcf, uh, I believe it is. Um, vmwcf is our Twitter handle. It's obviously up on our our blog site as well. And the uh, all right, perfect. Uh, we have three minutes left, so I'll, I'll hit. Uh, one more question to, question to Alberto, uh, and that is, what do we see coming up? I know you you know you always have to put this the slide up that says all things subject to change, but where do you see some things going? What additional capabilities can we look forward to? Um, do you have any any insight yeah. on uh, the product direction? Yeah, yeah. So you can expect uh, um, multiple releases uh, over the course of 2017. Uh, we're uh, deep into the work for uh, for the next one that is not uh, too far out. Um, and um, I think there's a, there's a couple of themes that um, you, you'll you'll see. Uh, becoming uh, implemented uh, by, by our engineering teams. Uh, on the one hand, we'll continue to increase the level of automation and capabilities that SDC Manager provides uh, with more, uh, with richer, you know, um, uh, workflows and, and use cases uh, to be addressed, uh, adding um, things such as, you know, backup or disaster recovery uh, or, you know, uh, additional um, uh, 
um, use cases. Uh, another axis is about uh, expanding the, the partner ecosystem. We've, uh, we've talked about that. There's both a private and a public cloud side. Uh, on the private cloud side, there's a lot that, need, that is going to happen around uh, hardware certification and certification programs for partners uh, to roll out uh, compatible uh, infrastructure. And the last uh, dimension is uh, around an expanded uh, support uh, for um, the automation workflows beyond just the core uh, VCF uh, stacks or beyond just vSphere, vCenter, uh, vSAN, and NSX uh, onto also Horizon, Virialize Suite, uh, and, uh, and other components and other new components of the VMware stack. Uh, there's obvious very, uh, there's, there's a lot of value in, in um, extending those, those same capabilities um, around patching, automation, and deployment, for example, uh, on those elements as well. So um, you'll see, you know, depending on the release, more emphasis on one dimension versus the other. But uh, overall, those are kind of the themes that will develop uh, in, throughout 2017. Yes, that's that's great. That's great. We're looking forward to it. We're at the top of the hour. I want to thank both of you guys, Alberto Far Farronato and Ryan Johnson. Thanks for coming and being on the show and giving us a nice deep dive and an experience with what cloud, where Cloud Foundation is. Uh, Ryan, thanks for being here. Alberto, thanks for being here. Right. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> Um, for those listening, we will have a podcast next week. I don't know if Tommy Berry is on the call or not. I don't think he is, and I don't believe I know who's going to be on the call next week. But we are going to have one, so we'll make sure we get it out in social. Um, you can dial in live if you are listening on uh, on iTunes. Uh, I know we our listeners are back up, and we have you know some three thousand people listening every week now. We've been running them every week. Um, if you want to come live, I think we have like twenty five people on today. Uh, you're you're able to come in, and you are actually allowed to speak. If you dial in on the dial-in, you can ask our guests questions. I know we don't get a lot of that going on. We get a lot in chat, but if you want to come in and say hello and introduce yourself on the, on the, on the podcast, you can. It is a community podcast. We'd love to have you come in live and say hello. So thanks a lot for everybody being here. Corey, we'll see you again next week, and I am going to hit the big red stop button now. Excellent. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.